0: Rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things Royals. Stand by three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin and I'm Lisa, and we're covering the latest news and gossip out of Buckingham Palace. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and on Facebook at Royally Obsessed. This week, we're chatting about the ar- arrival of the royal baby. Baby boy Cambridge is here. Yay. Mm. <laughs> so excited. <Finally. laughs> I've waited so long. <laughs> and of course, we also got an appearance from Prince George and Princess Charlotte, and we have some fun news about her very feminist moment that she just had. And of course, we need a Meghan Markle update. She made a bunch of appearances this week, so we have a rundown on, on those as well. But first we have a royal cocktail. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Yes, and this feast royal refreshment is incredibly special because we are celebrating the birth Of our new prints, yay! And so we have some sparkling wine slash prosecco slash not quite champagne. Excuse me, I believe it's all champagne. No? Okay, so we have two options. (laughs) We have been blessed with two bottles. Yes. So you guys are in for a wild ride. Mm -hmm. Um, One is pink looking, so I believe it's it's rosé. Yeah, rosé champagne in a pink bottle. And then the other one is, um, I can't read it. So (laughs) we are going to pour. I want to try the rosé. Yeah, I, I we should. Know. Sparkling I mean, rosé. Pink isn't super appropriate for the little baby boy who was born ah! this week. <laughs> it's a little bubbly. I feel Whoops. like I can't go through a royal refreshment without somehow squealing. I <laughs> accidentally was pouring a little bit too much. Well, I understand your enthusiasm. We have a new little princeling here. Such an exciting time for England, for us. But mostly for us, (laughs) for that family, but specifically us. Yeah, I actually don't think the British people are nearly as excited as Americans are. And no one is as excited as the two of us are. So we are very excited to be sipping champagne with you guys tonight. Uh, We hope you are also listening with champagne. You always should be. We sound much better and way more interesting when you are drinking at the same time. All right. so So cheers. Cheers. little yay (laughs) Uh, a little tinkling noise uh to celebrate the arrival this is good (laughs) this is so much better than the past few weeks stuff we've had i mean i do love the pims, but the Dubonnet makes me want to die so this is really good (laughs) it's delicious um and so this week in royal history is another celebratory event and now this week in royal history So champagne's also for that. It's also for that. We are also celebrating this week was, of course, the birth of Queen Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom. She's lived such a long time. Yes, it was her 92nd birthday on Saturday. It's so old. I can believe it. She's the longest reigning British monarch of all time. That's incredible. She's an incredible lady. So uh, Princess, as she was known at the time of her birth, Princess Elizabeth Alexandra Mary of York was born at 2.40 a.m. on April 21st, 1926 in London. At the time of her birth, she was third in line uh, to the throne mm-hmm. behind her father and her, her her, excuse me, following her father and her father's older brother, the Prince of Wales. Um, the one who later abdicated so that's how she became the queen a little earlier and it's just funny that he abdicated for an american divorcee yes now an american divorcee who is so much more than that but she is an american divorcee yes is joining the family yeah, it really full circle. Completely. Full circle. So even when she, she was never really meant to be queen, but at the same time, she was preparing for it her whole life because at the age of 16, she started making official public engagements and she was very active during World War II. She would, you know, she was... a. The she would inspect the guards and do all these sort of naval appointments and things like that when she was just a teenager during World War II. So she always had her eye on that sort of political prize. She knew how to represent her country, um, and she was great at that. Um, in 1947, she married her love, Prince Philip, who she really, despite him being a cousin, was somebody <laughs> was somebody that she always had a crush on. Like they exchanged love letters. it's a a little awkward Um, they exchanged love letters throughout her teenage years so she really really loved him even though as viewers of the crown know he was not always very respectful of that he was a scoundrel a bit of a scoundrel Um, He's also still alive (laughs) also still alive of course (laughs) he's doing fine Um, but yes she became queen in 1953 she was coronated uh, after her father passed away so so she has two birthdays. Yes. So this is a delightful bit of trivia. Save this for your next bar night. <laughs> um, her birthday is April 21st, but she actually celebrates. That's the birthday that she celebrates with her family. But she has an official birthday that's celebrated over the summer around June. So there's a bit of a history here, aside from her just being a royal who's like, I want two birthdays. Why not? It's my birthday week. I mean, I would also like two birthdays. I do know that my real birthday, my human birthday is Mm -hmm. January 29th, but my half birthday is July 29th. Yeah. To have like a wintry January sludge birthday and then to have a fun summer birthday makes a lot of sense to me. Exactly. Exactly. So, yes, she celebrates her human birthday and then her queen birthday. Yes. So the history of why there are two birthdays... Um, there was a, a king in the 1740s who decided he wanted to celebrate his birthday twice. There <laughs> was an actual reason behind this that had some sort of significance. It was something like he thought he would die or he thought someone would kill him on his birthday. So he was like, we'll celebrate twice or one as a state event and one as a personal event. But so it's been happening for almost 300 years now that the British monarch, whoever is running the show, gets two birthdays. And so the second one is celebrated at Trooping the cup in June so that's a military parade Mm -hmm. what how I know Trooping the Color is Kate Middleton (laughs) it's the event where everyone stands on the balcony at Buckingham Palace and the planes fly overhead Mm -hmm. and so that's where you get great imagery every year of the entire royal family every single cousin everybody shows up for Trooping the Color Everyone dresses this up this year. They were wearing pink, or Kate was in pink, right? Yes, Kate and was in pink. Charlotte was adorable, and yes. George was looking up at everything. And yes, you get to see them like yeah. adorably saluting the planes as they fly overhead. Mm-hmm. It's just like a very sweet event to me. I mean, it's military, so maybe not sweet is the it's word. Cute in a military way. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like little George. He he salutes the planes as they go overhead, and I'm a sucker for a little kid saluting at the sky I just think it's really cute so I'm a big fan of tripping the color so I'm very I'm fine with Queen Elizabeth celebrating twice she can celebrate as many times as she wants I really like this rosé so let's cheers to her two birthdays yes cheers to two cheers. birthdays I might consider doing it myself I think it's a great idea I know get ready July 29th is mm-hmm. my half birthday yeah mine's in <laughs> September so clear September 12th as well for me <laughs> perfect so on a very sad note yes We're going to have to kind of switch tones here because although we are celebrating Queen Elizabeth's life, there was a very, very sad death in her family. There was a death in the family. Uh, oh. Oh, my gosh. We're looking at a picture right now of Queen Elizabeth with two of her beloved corgis. Yes. The last of whom has died. So this is very important for me to note to listeners. She still has corgis. She still has corgis around her. She will always have corgis around her. But the dog who died last week was Willow, who was the last in the line of corgis descended from her original corgi from her youth. Mm -hmm. So she's always had a couple of corgis at a time, but she has always had at least one who was descended from her original corgi. So now the line has stopped. I don't know why. Why didn't they make Willow have puppies? I think I read somewhere that she said she didn't want to leave any behind because she's so old. It's really sad. Oh, my God. It's definitely the best thing about – I mean, yes, she's done a lot for the country, so that's that's important politically. But maybe my favorite thing about Queen Elizabeth is that she's just such an unabashed dog freak. Yes. That's how you know she's a good person. It is how you know she's a good person. I just think it's so sweet. And also, again, to bring up the crown – have started to integrate corgis in the second season or so. And so when Jackie, there's a scene in season two when Jackie O comes to visit and Jackie O and the corgis get along and it's, you already see a moment of the queen being like, okay, well, Jackie O's not the the crazy neurotic freak that I thought she was because the corgis like her and she likes the corgis Mm -hmm. and they bond over animal talk. Um, So yes, we, I just think it's the loveliest thing about her. And as someone who has lost a dog, you know, more than one yeah, over I'm the years. I'm thinking about that. <laughs> it's <laughs> getting sad. We need to change the subject. So RIP to Willow um, and long live all the rest of the royal corgis. Keep yes. hanging in there because she needs you for moral support and we need you. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's transition to where- news of birth. <laughs> news of birth. Ashes to ashes, <laughs> dust to dust. <laughs> Something else religious about royal a new thing. life. <laughs> now there's a new life. A new prince has risen. Oh, this is getting too religious. I'm sorry. <laughs> a new prince has arrived. Uh, a new prince of Cambridge. Yes. she had her, Kate Middleton had her baby on Monday morning, and we are so happy yes. because we have been waiting for this day. And what's funny is she was due on April 23rd, and she yes. gave birth on April 23rd she's nothing if not punctual. She's so punctual. And the baby wasn't born on Queen Elizabeth's birthday of April 21st. Which is really polite. Really polite. Just so, so British as always. So bravo to the prince. Yes. Um, There's so much to talk about with this adorable baby whose little cheekies we're looking at right now. He's so cute. He looks like he has bigger lips than... George and Charlotte. Yeah, maybe it's just the picture. You can't really tell. It's a newborn's face. Who yeah, knows? It, changed quite they change quickly. They might bit. be swollen because he was beat up a little bit in the process of being <laughs> Literally born. Literally just born. Well, that's the thing. The photos that everyone has now seen of Prince of Cambridge, Prince Baby Boy Cambridge, because as of this taping, we don't know his name yet. But Baby Boy Cambridge uh, left the hospital and was photographed to the world like minutes after he was born. Yeah, so she arrived, Kate Middleton arrived, I think. Early in the day. I don't know what time. My understanding is she went into labor at 8 a.m., or at least they announced at 8 a.m. Oh. that she had gone into labor and that she was going to the hospital. The baby was born at 11 a.m. And then she made the appearance. It was in the evening. Their at time. 5 p.m. Yeah. their time. So she left the hospital at 5 or 6 p.m. That's like so a work day. A work day, yeah, exactly. In one work day. So while the rest of us you know, commute to work and... In- have our coffee and just do spreadsheets or whatever yeah. it is people do at work. She like popped out a baby, left looking amazing. Amazing. But we we kind of knew she was going to leave definitely that day because she's left, you know, I think the same day or like the, day, the yeah, next day in she, the past. She usually leaves within the day. Yeah, within like 24 hours. But we knew she was going to leave uh, fairly soon this time around because Natasha Archer, who is her stylist, was photographed leaving mm-hmm. after the birth. Yeah. And so everyone kind of assumed that would happen. And also, I guess like this time around, it's her third one. So, you know, this isn't a new rodeo. She knows her way around. Yeah. And she's got two other kids to take care of. And one of my favorite things about her giving birth, this thing that happened to me, is that... um, (laughs) It happened to all of us. At one... I I know that Caitlin and I were both watching the live stream of the Linda Wing. Just insane. There were people in like full-on Union Jack garb. So like the British flag outfits like yeah. I, I can't even do it justice it's like a full suit yeah with just prints of the flag all over and then there was uh the town crier who mm-hmm. looks like an old-timey fancy pirate or who like had... a medieval times something or other yeah and he like announced the birth and then there were people camping out and then there's just hordes of press there was a biblical drawing or sorry painting it was probably my favorite thing i've seen because it was de- it depicted kate middleton as mary william as donkey. joseph the baby is jesus the other two kids is like biblical characters. It it's was so weird. There's bizarre. There should be other kids at the nativity scene. It's, it, it was just, it's I guess they're odd. the shepherds. Something. The scene looked like Times Square on New Year's Eve, just slightly more packed. It's like a place you don't want to be at all, but then you might want to be because you want to see Kate Middleton in yeah. person. All that aside, my favorite moment happened when William left. Mm-hmm. Yes. He got in his car. He left and he said, be back in a minute which signified to all of us watching at home on the live stream, like holding our breaths, that meant that he was going to Kensington Palace to pick up George and Charlotte to bring them over to visit their new little brother. And then he brought them over and he did not disappoint at all. Yes, this, so this was the maybe the best part of the entire day for me. Completely. I'm very happy that the baby arrived safely. Um, and But really, my favorite part of the whole day was George and Charlotte making their appearance. So of course it would be because they're so freaking cute and I love them very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but... George came straight from school so he was wearing his school uniform and that's my favorite thing because I read that he had gone to school like usual so they were going to bring him by after school like how cute I know I also think that anybody with siblings uh, can has some sort of memory like this like they remember sort of being told or for me it was being driven to my grandparents house because my mom was in labor and they just like deposited me there you know or with like an aunt and uncle like that kind of thing we all have stories of the day that our sibling was born mm-hmm. but he was at school and so they brought him straight from school he looks kind of annoyed that he's been disrupted from whatever cute activity he was doing coloring or building a castle he looked like he couldn't be bothered he kind of looked at the crowd like oh god why do I have to deal with this now yeah he just seems like sort of grumpy in a little kid way Princess Charlotte on the other hand, bless her. Wow, just what a natural. I think when she becomes the just the royal, which I now believe she will, when she becomes yeah. the most press-friendly royal, the like, one who attends the most events. I don't want anyone to die, but I want her to be queen. So yes. if they could all step aside while living long full lives. Yes. That would be amazing. She just seemed she is uh 3 or is about to turn 3 in yes. June and at that young age, she, again, as opposed to George, she was smiling. She waved the entire time to the, the crowd. <laughs> it was so sweet. She was she just so warm and engaged with the crowd. And then my favorite part was she walked up the steps to the lindo wing and then turned over one last time, a little diva pivot, as I called it L- on Twitter. Looked over her shoulder and gave one little wave. A little over-the-shoulder wave. And then the freeze frame of it or the photos of it, it looks also like she's doing that very dramatic wave where Mm -hmm. you just, like, flip your hand instead of, like, a happy little kid wave where you're just going back and forth with your hand. And Uh, she has one foot up, kind of like she's in a romantic comedy. Yeah, popping one foot. She's just such a natural. She's just, oh, my gosh. So jaunty. It looked like she was bummed that her father was pulling her away from the crowd. Yeah, she just wanted to, like see all of her loyal subjects yes and as someone who like we were we were watching the live stream but you can you can hear it also if you watch the clip with audio uh the crowd goes oh when she waves that one last time and the thing about this audio is it's not just like a few people it's yeah. like hundreds of people collectively saying "aww" oh. at the same time because she so couldn't cool. not it was so sweet including the paparazzi and the reporters because everyone is so charmed look at her go she was just so sweet in her little liberty print dress the only one the only kind of dress she ever wears <laughs> which is of course now sold out she's always wearing a british printed dress which is just again very patriotic and she obviously doesn't know this but this day actually holds incredible important sig- historic significance for not just her but all of royalty in England in general so she doesn't even realize that like while this is happening and she's just being an adorable two-year-old waving at a Mm -hmm. bunch of people who are saying hi to her everyone's talking about how she has made history because before George was born so during uh, Kate Middleton's pregnancy with George uh, legislation was passed to change a law in the UK before this anytime a boy was born into the royal family, he would basically bump the older girl out of... The line um, of succession. Yeah, Yeah. so that happened with Queen Anne. So uh, Charles was born for... So Queen Anne is, of course, one of Queen Elizabeth... not Queen Anne. Oh, my God. Princess Anne. Well, again, we wish, but (laughs) no. no. We have our dreams. So yeah, Princess Anne is one of Queen Elizabeth's children. She was born after Prince Charles, and then after her came... Edward? Edward and then Andrew because Andrew mm-hmm. has to be the last one right yeah so whatever those boys came so, after. again clearly Edward and Andrew mean little to us because <laughs> they are interchangeable yes but so with the birth of each of them she moved down the line so she was third in line then she was fourth and then she was fifth and like now she's not even really in line it doesn't yeah, really she's matter she's like 16th or something but but that was the law and so when Kate Middleton was pregnant uh, the succession to the crown or to the throne act of 2013
1: Something like it that. one yeah. of those
0: things that was passed. and so it changed so that like if George had ended up being a girl, George would be the heir to the throne. Yes, but of course, George was a boy. And so now, with Charlotte, she has a little brother, and she is not being bumped down at all. She has still got she her spot. She is not being usurped. Yes, that's the verb and I would like to use. It seems in this like case. it seems like such a small and insignificant thing because honestly, they're all in line to the throne. They're all so rich. They're going to grow up to be beautiful. My best friends. I'm going to brunch <laughs> with them, like et cetera. Their lives are going to be wonderful, like for me. But it's really important because a lot of royal traditions are quite archaic. You know, the little stuff like Meghan Markle probably wouldn't have been allowed to marry into the family yeah. years ago because of what happened with Edward and uh, Wallace, Wallace Simpson, Simpson yeah. as we mentioned earlier, you know, so things are changing like the monarchy to some people seems like an old tradition, but it's an evolving tradition and yeah. that that's refreshing to see yes it's a yeah it's a pretty feminist thing to strive for on the monarchy's part to allow the child of william and kate which at the time there was not a child there was only a fetus but it was an act passed to allow that fetus if she were female to become queen one day Mm -hmm. and that's not nothing because the that very first child of william and kate was going to be the monarch so i think it's great that they changed that law um I think it will not probably affect Princess Charlotte because again I, I'm ready to see tiny George running the world. But and as we've seen now, she's a natural. So she's so great. Like, she's so good at it. <laughs> I mean, we could all take lessons for just like decorum and living our yeah. lives from her. Like George is a four year old boy and he acts like a four year old boy. He yeah. has his tantrums, he likes he likes trucks, he likes policemen. He's such a four year old boy. But yes. Charlotte's just like cool. A regal, she's just cool, pill, great girl, she's just so charismatic. Uh, I want to apologize to any listeners who are uncomfortable with me describing a two year old as poised, charismatic, <laughs> amazing, genius, but she our is hero, our hero, my personal hero. <laughs> but if you didn't, if you weren't charmed by yesterday's little wave, then I don't wanna, I don't wanna know you. It's fine. Like, subscribe, give us five stars. Download each episode, but go away. Go away. You're not welcome here if you're not charmed by tiny Princess Charlotte in her little blue dress. And you can't sit with us. Their appearance was just really lovely. I'm so glad that they do this because, of course, they don't really have to, but -hmm. they give the people what they want. They stand out there for a couple of minutes. Uh, Kate wore a red and white custom-made Jenny Packham dress. She's worn Jenny Packham all three appearances on the steps Mm -hmm. uh, for all three children, all custom Blue for George, yellow and white with flowers Mm -hmm. for Charlotte and red. Yes, and it seemed significant. You know, of course, every time Kate Middleton goes out of the house, people like to compare photos of her to photos of Princess Diana. But with the outfits she's chosen for her, you know, new mom moments, they seem so on the nose that I think she is doing it on purpose. So when George was born, she came out in a pale blue polka dotted dress. And uh, Princess Diana, when she had William, wore a polka-dotted dress on the same exact steps 30 years before. And then when she had another boy yesterday, she wore a red and white dress, a red dress with a white Peter Pan collar, which was almost identical to something Princess Diana wore when she showed Prince Harry to the world the day Mm -hmm. that he was born. So I think she does these things on purpose, and it is sort of a sweet moment that you can't not feel a little something for it's nice. It is nice. And you know what else is nice? Our other best friend, Meghan Markle. Oh, yes. So, of course, all of our attention is on Baby Boy Cambridge. But Meghan Markle is ha- has do- been doing a lot of things this week. She's been all over the place. So many events in such a short amount of time. I guess she's just like a regular now at the royal events. She's fully in the fold. Yes. And she's been looking amazing. Also a big week for her because she was named to the Time 100 list. Yes. Which is always a huge honor and for this list Time just picks like the most 100 most influential people and then always somebody who is influential as well but somehow involved in that person's life will actually write the essay. So for instance for the survivors of the Parkland shooting, President Barack Obama wrote the essay. So for Megan it was Priyanka Chopra, who is one of her closest friends and the star of Quantico, that FBI drama, that is very addicting. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Like, I think I had a time when I got sick and I watched a lot of it. Like, she's honestly one of the most stunning people in the entire world and she was extremely famous in india before she took this role so it was kind of like her crossover role but before megan deleted her instagram r.i.p yeah uh priyanka was in it quite a bit they were very close friends and so priyanka wrote this very sweet thing just wishing her all the luck in the world and saying that she really is going to be the people's princess because they are truly close friends and she knows that megan has such a passion for humanitarian work so it was a really heartwarming thing to read, and I was very happy for myself and for Bianca <laughs> and for um, Megan that they all got to do that. And of course, Bianca has reportedly been invited to the royal wedding. <sighs> I mean, I think this will be a slightly less celebrity studded royal wedding than Kate and Williams was. Not that theirs was like a sceney mess, but you know, you did get Victoria Beckham, and some she's other. definitely going to be on this one, though. I hope so. It's not, it's really not any sort of british event without victoria beckham as far as i'm concerned. uh but with megan, she's actually friends with victoria where i think yeah. with kate it was that they had to invite like all dignitaries or anyone of note. And so I it's think like you're calling victoria beckham a dignitary. <laughs> i mean, she's a dignitary of fashion. Do you she not is. know what fashion she is? is? You know it works. <laughs> <laughs> she's a dignitary to me. She gave me some of the most important music of my youth she's and she's a diplomat. Adulthood. She is a diplomat. I would i would easily give away my American citizenship if Victoria Beckham asked me to I'd be like sure I'll be British whatever just tell me what to do I mean I'd also be British if like someone would let me work in England (laughs) yeah that's actually a great point it's not really a high bar Um, that said you mentioned Meghan Markle's Instagram account which I wish I had appreciated when I knew. Because we knew they were dating for a while. Like, why wasn't I following Meghan Markle while I still could? I was following her. I looked at it all the time. I went through every single picture, but I didn't take a single screenshot. I'm a horrible person. Yeah, we're bad journalists because, of course, aside from just chatting about the Royals, we write about them as well. And I did not take any screenshots. I should have been doing everything about the TIG, you know, Meghan Markle's lifestyle blog. I never thought she would. She deleted the TIG, which was her lifestyle blog. I thought that That would at least be up. I didn't think they would like get rid of everything. Instead, it just scrubbed. Yeah, they got rid of the Instagram. Thankfully, places like Daily Mail and apparently BuzzFeed still have screenshots. But so BuzzFeed launched a fantastic investigation this past week, in which they were like, "Wait a second, did Meghan Markle post Harry on her Instagram?" So there are a bunch of hints. Again, this was all BuzzFeed's analysis, and I really respect their intrepid reporters for this so they called out a couple of moments on her now lost Instagram account where she might have been calling out to Harry like she posted two little spooning bananas and was like you know hold on to the ones you love like that kind of stuff where we were like "Mm, there's stuff that's a stretch then there's one but then there are also ones where she posted a selfie and she's wearing a bracelet that is clearly Prince Harry's blue white and black beaded bracelet that he has worn in public Mm -hmm. so that was like a little more interesting but the best one of all was she posted a photo of a red haired gentleman or a red bearded gentleman because you don't see the top of his face. You only see him from the nose down. And it's he's not wearing, like a super big beard. It's not a huge beard, but it is definitely undeniably red. And he's wearing a backwards baseball cap, which. I would kill to see Prince Harry wearing and then he's wearing a Golden Girls like a novelty sweatshirt that says Dorothy on the streets Blanche in the sheets and he has his hands on his hips and he is sort of like giggling off to the side her caption was something like totally proud like take full responsibility for getting him in this sweatshirt. So it's very coy to not name the guy. It's such a thing that a girl would do in a new relationship to be like, I'm posting about a boy, but you don't know which one it is. Are we dating? I don't even know. (laughs) Um, I'm not mocking her. I love her. But uh, it's such a girl, girly thing to do. So in BuzzFeed's investigation of the screenshot, you have no, you don't see Harry's eyes, but it's it's a nose and chin. They compared it to a photograph from the same month of the Instagram of him at an event. His beard is about the same length. It's sort of a scruff more than a beard. The teeth are the same. And it just makes sense from a a timeline perspective that it would be him. Lisa's arms are crossed right now. (laughs) She really strongly disagrees. What is your counter offer? Okay. So here's the thing where like... I don't know. Okay. So I can admit the teeth look really similar, especially like this one tooth. Like they're very similar. The canine tooth. Yeah, the canine tooth. They look very, very similar. And it's like a similar smile. Not exactly the same because in one he's laughing, the other he's more just kind of laugh smiling. I just don't think he would be that sloppy or that she would be that sloppy. Well, that is that's sort of the question because they're both they're both respectful, especially now. And I think they would have been respectful even then, even a couple of months into their relationship, they would have been respectful. Had it been an Instagram story that she like quickly deleted, that I think would be more realistic. Like Mm -hmm. maybe they were like drunkenly joking around and she posted an Instagram story. But a full-blown Instagram of the prince. Of of England, doing this, I just I, I I'm with you that it doesn't make sense, especially like a backwards baseball cap. Just nowhere in my mind do Prince Harry and like an Urban Outfitters esque Golden Girls novelty sweatshirt make sense. Like I've never even seen him in shorts or a bathing suit. Like I can't. Uh, well, Vegas. Oh, that's true. I've seen. I've seen him partly naked, but I've never okay. seen. You don't. You barely see him in jeans. So the idea of him wearing like a goofy sort of millennial nostalgic sweatshirt and a backwards baseball cap like what so here's the thing i'm looking at it now i'm looking at the side by side because our wonderful producers have zoomed in very closely (laughs) onto both these pictures and i'm looking at like the distance between his lip and his nose and like the uh, the nose in both the pictures it's all the same. But I just, <laughs> I, okay. So, like, having a from an intellectual it. standpoint, I would say, yes, these are the same men. But I'm just like, it can't be. They can't be that sloppy. Like, I mean, I know that Jessica Mulrooney and uh, Megan's Toronto friends knew that she was dating, but like, news didn't break of it until October. And this is something that would break. They had their secret visits, yeah. they had their secret dates to Botswana. So, I want to think that like, they wouldn't be this sloppy or I, mean, I guess it's not sloppy if like they've said in that BBC interview after they got engaged that they decided really early on like we're going to be married we're going to yeah. end up together like, so this is game on yeah so maybe it's some being coy and it's I mean, just not very coy it, yeah. uh, it's honestly a little juvenile at the yeah. end is what it is at the end of the day like they know what their position is uh-huh. Um. again i it's hard to it's so hard for me to criticize these two people. But yeah, it's, I love the story because it seems like it really happened. It seems like they really posted this and it is kind of like a sloppy, silly mess for them to do so. So please go to Buzzfeed, look at it yourselves, I mean, unless she found, like, a hairy impersonator, but that's less likely. And that's so creepy three months into a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? I'll just go up to my boyfriend, like, here's your impersonator. Yeah, like, can you imagine? You haven't, like, defined the relationship with your guy you're dating. You're not officially BFGF yet. So you can't post about him officially. But what you do is hire an impersonator who looks like him and then put that guy on your Instagram. That's a great way to get dumped and a restraining order. (laughs) He's like, oh, God, what have I done? I guess the only way I could see it happening is if, like us, they are sipping rosé. So maybe they're also downing two bottles of rosé. I hope they are. because The the pressure's off them for like a couple of days, those two, uh, because it's all on royal baby. Yeah, it must be weird for them when, like, their whole lives are just everywhere, and then suddenly, like, I forgot that she wore this gorgeous cape dress. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's small potatoes compared to Baby Boy Cambridge. So that brings us to the end of our show, so we have to go through our highs and lows of the week. It's time for the royal highs and lows. I don't know what could be a higher high than the royal baby's arrival. I guess my high would be... Charlotte waving yeah, on her true. way to meet the baby. So both of them are so tied together. Yeah, so yes, our, our our high is baby boy Cambridge and Princess Charlotte, the little feminist diva who is in line, has maintained her succession, her line of succession to the throne, and also knows how to wow a crowd. So those are mega highs. Uh, my low is, of course, the loss of Willow the Corgi. And my low is... Thinking about the end of the Corgi line, I guess we have the same highs and lows. It's just like such it's a okay. weird. It's really week. okay. It's those are undeniable. A, a dog's death and There's a nothing prince's more. birth. I mean, those I guess... are the highest highs and the lowest lows that there can be. Yeah. Um. So we thank you guys so much for joining us. Um. Before we adjourn, um you can follow us again on Instagram, royally obsessed podcast. Join our Facebook group, royally obsessed, and we are on Apple Podcasts. So please rate us and review us and we'd really ideally like five stars that would be quite nice (laughs) I'm Caitlin you can follow me on Twitter at heykmenz h-e-y-k-m-e-n-z or see some of my writing at caitlinmenza.com I'm Lisa you can read my writing every day at the cut and you can follow me on Twitter at Lisa Raya which is Lisa Ryan with no n until next week God save the pod